If we haven't met before, my name is Scott, I'm one of the pastors here, and you are so welcome. We're wrapping up a series based around the word why. We just asked some why questions. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why am I here on the earth? What's my purpose for life and living? Last week, we talked about why am I so tired? Some of you need to get that message. I can just tell, just looking at you. And today we're talking about, it's a question that came in. It's an it's a important question. Why am I having such a hard time to hear from God? And that's important because when you hear from God, it changes everything. In this room, hearing my voice is inconsequential. My voice should be little. His voice should be big. And if you hear a word from God, it can turn everything around. You can be in a physical, needy place, and a word from God can bring strength and hope and healing to your body, to your soul, to your mind, to your emotion. A word from God can bring healing. Your marriage may need hope and healing and help. Well, a word from God can bring a marriage back together again, especially if both of the marriage partners listen to God. Now, if only one's listening, it can still be a mess because it takes two people to make a marriage work and only one to make it not work. But a couple that is listening and hearing from the Lord will have a marriage that is getting better and better and better. You could be in a place where your finances are in a crisis. Well, God can speak into our finances. A word from God can turn things around. So we're going to look at this question, and the first thing I want to just deal with is, in general, and the population that's on the earth, I want to just ask, uh, go through some reasons why, why people aren't hearing from God and the first reason that so many people aren't hearing from God is because, because they're not listening. Da-da-da. So, so th- this is the, now not you guys. Of course, you guys are in church. I'm just talking to the general population. Uh, some people are not listening to God because they don't believe God is speaking today. They don't even believe there is a God. And that causes them not to listen or be connected to God. Some people are just too busy. Now, that can happen to you guys, where you just get so busy doing your life that you don't have time to listen to God. Some are not listening to God because they're just being so disobedient. And they know if they take a moment to listen to God, they pretty much know what God is going to say. They know what he's going to say to them. So I don't want to listen because I know he's going to ask me to change some things in my life. But let me give you some news. Whatever God asks you to change is going to become better. God is not looking to take anything away from you that he's not going to pour in so much more. So if you've been in a place of disobedience, covering your ears, not listening, open your heart to listen today because your life will get better. Thanks for that amen. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for that golf clap. That was very nice too. On the, on the ninth hole. Yes, very lovely. God wants, God created you to talk with you. He created us to have relationship. Uh, One of the very most uh, important scriptures in the Hebrew faith, it's the center of their prayer, is called the Shema. It's found in Deuteronomy. And it, it calls us to hear. It begins like this, hear, O Israel. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear my voice. The Lord our God is one Lord, or there's only one Lord who is Lord. Remember when Jesus was teaching? Over and over again, he would say this phrase, 
If you got ears to hear, now there's a difference. There's a difference between listening. You may be listening right now, but not getting anything. Jesus says, I want you to get it. He says it in Matthew, and he says it in Mark, and he says it in Luke. When we come to the seven churches in Revelation, he says it over and over again. You got ears to hear? Great, but you've got to hear. There's a difference between listening and really hearing someone. Franklin Roosevelt, our president, became so convinced about this, one time he tried an experiment. He used to have long receiving lines where we would go down the lines and say something to each person, and he was convinced that people were not hearing him. He was saying things, they were listening, but they weren't really getting it. So one day he tried this. Every person he greeted, long receiving line, he greeted them, he smiled, and he said, I killed my grandmother this morning. And everybody said, great, wonderful, president, keep up the good work. We're so proud of you, we're glad to meet you. Only near the end of the line, the ambassador to Bolivia heard him. Didn't just listen, but heard him and said, I'm sure she had it coming. Some of, some, of you, some of you that have kids know there's a difference between listening and really hearing. Some of you that are married know there's a difference between listening and really hearing. Well, Jesus says, I want you not just to listen. I want you to be people that hear my voice. So he says that these people need to learn how to listen. So I'm, I'm sure the person that asked this question is interested in hearing. I don't think they're in the category of just not trying to listen. I hope you're not in that category. And if you are, I hope you come to a place today of learning the value of listening to God. I think a lot of us may not be hearing, and I think it can happen, may not be hearing because of this reason, and it's because we're not taking time to speak with God. We're not listening for God, but the big reason we miss out is that we're not spending time in relationship. Our prayer life, If you want to hear more from God, there has to be an increase in your prayer life. Not just every once in a while going, okay, God, I'm in trouble now. I I need some direction. There has to be a relationship. There's a principle that's found in uh, the prophet Jeremiah, and he calls us. This is the heart of God. He calls us to call on the Lord. I think the Lord is calling us to be better hearers. That's why we're dealing with this question under the just direction of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, I want you to, here's God, I want you to call unto me, and if you'll lift your heart, your voice, your spirit, if you will call unto me, what will he do? He will, he will answer. If you call, he will answer. And when he answers, he's going to show you great stuff. I'm going to show you great and mighty things that you don't know about. It's the universal law of sowing and reaping. You sow your words to God, and he gives his words back to you. Which means if you don't have an active prayer life, and I will tell you every single person that's listening to me can go to another level in your prayer life, myself included. I believe God is calling us to call on him. Because he wants to say some great and mighty things. There's more work for God to do in the Church of Hope. And we want to be part of that. So we want to call unto him when we say, hey, let's call on the name of the Lord. And he says, I'm going to start talking to you in a greater and greater way. And I know he's trying to talk to us today. I want to talk about some ways of listening to the Lord. They're not going to be exhaustive. 
um, because God is creative, and I think he can talk to us in many, many different ways. But there are some key ways. And the first one, maybe you could almost anticipate it. I'm going to say this is the number one way that God talks to his people, the number one way that God talks to us. Does anybody have a, maybe a, a thought on that? What would be the number one way that God would talk to his kids, talk to us, talk to you, talk to me? It would be... I heard some people say, the Bible. What did you say? Other people. That's way down the list. But it's on the list. We'll get to that, okay? We're going to get to it. If that's your primary way, we want to upgrade. And I'm going to tell you why it's important. Because God is smarter, at least as smart as us. He's smarter. How many would agree God is smarter than you are? Okay. Okay. Now, listen. When we have something that, that's very important in our lives, when it's important, it gets delegated to document. It gets written, and if there's an agreement, it gets signed. You don't, you don't get up one day when it comes time for the rent and go, ah, oh, you know, I just, um, I'm just feeling a different number. <laughs> or maybe you have some friends that say, you should be paying less rent. You know, you're absolutely right. I'm going to take direction from you. If you said, I, I, I'm going to pay less rent, your landlord for sure is going to say, no way. We have written that down because it's important, and you have signed it. When it comes time to paying your mortgage, you can't just say, hey, I think I'd pay 50% this month. No, your bank, your financial institution is going to say, no, we have written this down, and we have signed it. Well, God knows that as well. When it comes to explaining things to us and giving us a standard to measure all that he wants to communicate, he has written it down and he signed it. Do you know how he signed it? He signed it J-E-S-U-S. Jesus talks about the first 39 books, the Hebrew Scriptures, and he calls it the Word of God. So he signed it. He said, that is the word of God. The next 27 books, which are the New Testament scriptures, they are about Jesus. Jesus is the signature of God. When he died on the cross, he didn't stay dead. He went into the tomb, and he rose from the dead. He validates what he called the word of God. And the Bible tells us that the scriptures are given to us for our instruction. It says, oh, sorry. It says, get that. Well, try again. It says all Scripture, both the Hebrew Scriptures and then the Scriptures that are being written right here under the inspiration, all Scripture is inspired for God. And what does it do? It's useful to teach us. When we need to know what direction to go, it, it helps us to know what's true. It helps us to realize what's wrong. How many would like to avoid what's wrong? It, it helps us to avoid what's wrong, and it helps us to know what's right. That's what the Bible does. When you've got a decision to make, it says, okay, if your friends tell you to do one thing, if your friends tell you to do something and the Word of God tells you to do something else, which do you do? Exactly. That's why it's up the line. It's more important. It tells you this is the standard. This is what helps. And he signed it in his son's life, death, burial, and resurrection. And when we listen to God's word, it actually helps our life to increase and get better. Our faith, which is our relationship with God, grows. The more we listen to God's word, 
the more our faith grows. Faith comes by hearing. So it's possible for you to be here and listen to me but not hear me. Or it's possible for you to be in this place and listen to a lot of words, but my voice is a minor voice. My prayer is always that you would hear his voice. I pray the prayer of John the Baptist every time I come out here. I say, Lord, I want to decrease and allow you to increase. His voice is speaking, and his voice will cause your faith to grow. Faith comes by hearing. When you hear the word of God, it causes your faith to grow. What it literally does is you hear, your faith grows. And when your faith grows, you can hear better. Get this? So when you can hear better, your faith can Grow more, and when your faith can grow more, you can hear better. Do you get this? You're, you're on a, a plan that God wants you to move from glory to glory to glory. It's like these steps. I hear, not, what, not just what my friends say, I hear his word, my faith grows, so I can hear more. I'm more receptive as my faith grows. Oh, I can hear more. My faith grows, I can hear more. So God is always taking you, me, all of us here at the Church of Hope to a new level, and we do that as we hear his word. One word from God will change everything. And he says, I want you to hear my word. I want you to do that. So the word of God is important. Now our prayer is important as well. And I want to talk about the inner voice of the Holy Spirit, listening to that voice. The voice of the Holy Spirit is when God's Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit. How many of you here know that God's Spirit, His Holy Spirit, dwells in your life? Put your hand up high, okay? Good. Because then His Spirit can speak to your heart. Now get this, it's an inner activity. There's a few occasions in the Bible, only a few, where God speaks to our ears outside, audibly. Most often when God speaks, it's his spirit speaking to our spirit. He gives an impression. He gives a, 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 it's an inner voice. And when we listen to that inner voice, we are guided. He calls the spirit of truth because he's bringing you into truth. When the spirit of truth or the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into greater truth. He's not going to talk about himself, but he's going to tell you what he knows about God's plan for your life. He's going to tell you about your future. Your future is more dependent on listening to what God says than anything anybody else says about you. I'm going to say that again. Listen to this. Your future is more dependent on what he says about you than what anyone else says about you. He wants to pull, not just, he, in fact, I wrote this uh, either today or maybe late, late last night or maybe it was this morning, I can't remember. Don't settle for your future when God is calling you to a destiny. And that's what he's calling you. He's calling you to something more. He does that by speaking to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And how often do you think he does that? Literally, it's all the time. So if it's rare in your life, what we want you to do is let your faith grow. Maybe you're down here. Maybe it's like once in a blue moon that you hear, feel that inner impression, of, well, we want your faith to grow so you can hear more, so your faith can grow, so you can hear more. So do you, so, so you know that when you come into this room, every time you come into this room, he could be speaking to you? 
so, so you, you can, here's a good, when you come into this room, let that inner impression of this, now you can talk to everybody in this room. I guess it would be hard to talk to everyone. You should at least be friendly to everyone. But you can have an impression from the Holy Spirit of specific people that you should have a conversation with. Where his spirit says, I and you may not even know him very well, I want you to go over there and talk to them. Now, that's why it's important when you come in here that you just don't put your head down. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm going to get to my seat. I'm going to sit on my seat. I'm going to, okay, okay, do this. Okay, okay walk it out. <laughs> don't do the Because I, the Holy Spirit that's in you would like to impress you. There's people in this room that need you. That's why we're together. That's why we're called the body of Christ. We're called members of each other because there are people in this room that need you and, 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 you need people in this room. Some of you have come in here and if the person would hear that inner impression of the Spirit and walk over to you and engage you in conversation, it would be God's Spirit ministering to you. And I encourage you to do this and I encourage you when you're talking to someone, finish the conversation up with prayer. We should pray for each other more. I'm going to try that again. We should pray for each other more. Let's put our hands together. Come on. Let's make, I know. Some of you are like afraid. Let's make the devil mad. Because he, the devil wants to keep you in your little cubicle. No, I don't want to pray for anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to stay in my little seat. Because if you hear the inner impression of the Spirit, and if you go reach out to that person, if you take that step of faith, and you have a conversation with them, and you pray, and while you're praying, the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit, and he gives you words and concepts to pray, that person could have a breakthrough because God is working in that moment. So I I was praying for someone recently. And uh, they were praying for healing, and, and you could arthritis, and you could see the arthritis crippling them up. And while I'm praying for them, my spirit is hearing from the Holy Spirit, and I start to talk to that person about bitterness and forgiveness and resentment. And as I start talking about, the tears start to flow, and, and by impression of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit leading and guiding, uh, as I ministered in the things the Spirit was saying to me, the person, not, not all arthritis comes from bitterness, unforgiveness, and resentment, but I'm telling you, this case it was. Because as we ministered forgiveness and grace and living beyond resentment, as that happened, the arthritis was healed. How, I didn't know anything about that. That was the Holy Spirit speaking to my spirit and me engaging someone and talking to them. God would like that to happen more often. Right? How many, how many, how many, how many, how many children of God are in the room? Where are the sons? Come on. Where are the daughters? Where are y'all? If you are a child of God, he wants to lead you by the Holy Spirit. If you are a son of God, adopted into the family, a daughter of the Most High God, he wants to speak to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants, to, he wants his spirit to speak to your spirit. The third thing I want to just talk about are spiritual gifts can give us direction. In particular, in the the book of 2 Corinthians, there are are the gifts of uh, the word of wisdom, 
uh, the word of knowledge. These are, these are actually, say, communication, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, where in the middle of the conversation, and I don't know if this has happened to you, but God would like it to happen to you, where you become aware, these thoughts aren't my thoughts. So I'll tell you, if you share your faith with people, you'll have this happen often. Now, if you hang back and don't share your faith, you'll have less occasion. But if you start to share your faith with someone, God smiles on that, and he sends the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, you'll be talking to the person. You'll go, man, I didn't know I was this smart. <laughs> there will be. There will be things that he says. And all of a sudden, you're going, man, God is working in this conversation right now. Even, even when I'm preaching, I, I generally know where I'm going. I know some of you doubt that, but I generally know where I'm going. I have a, like a general direction. But I, will, I say stuff all the time that's not prepared, stuff that I've never thought of before, and they're words of prophecy. And I don't clear my throat and go, <coughs> thus saith the Lord. But they're words that change people. They're not my, and all glory and honor not to the preacher, all glory and honor be to the one who gives the gifts of the Spirit. That's his, his, all glory to be our Lord, the one who pours out those gifts. To him. But you can tell, when someone says, Scott, you know that thing you said a year and a half ago? And I say, no, I don't have a clue. Because it was a word of prophecy that changed things. And that change was remembered because it was a gift of the Spirit. I, I, the book of Acts, read it. In fact, that would be a good Memorial Day thing to do. Just read it in one of the newer versions, like the message or the this read. It's not a long read. And just go, that's what I want. I want that stuff. Those people were, were having gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's a prayer or a prayer meeting in every chapter. Get that from Jeremiah 33, 3. They're calling unto God, right? They're praying and they're all the time. And what happens? When you call unto God, what happens? What happens? When you call unto God, what happens? What happens? When you call, he call, he speaks back to you. And he shows you great and mighty things. So Peter one day uh, has a gift of the Holy Spirit, a dream, a vision. God will speak in dreams and visions. And he gets a, a, a he goes, I have got to go over He's, his whole ministry has been around Hebrew people, children of Israel, but in a, in, a, in a gift of the Holy Spirit, God calls him to reach out to Italians. Any Italians in the house, you should be thankful for this. Okay, let me ask this in broader, broader question, broader question. Any non-Jewish background people in the house? Okay, okay, well, thank God for this. So he reaches out through a dream and a vision he has. He goes, man, I've got to go over to Cornelius' house, and this brings the gospel to y'all. Anyone, anyone from your family tree from a European background? European background? Okay, so Paul wasn't even planning to go to Europe. It wasn't on his agenda, and he has a vision, a gift of the Holy Spirit, and it directs him by the Macedonian call to go to Europe and to bring the gospel to Europe, and I'm very thankful for that. Here's a prayer I pray. When I have friends that are far away from God who are not likely to read a Bible, I pray that the gifts of the Holy Spirit will invade their dreams. I, 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 pray God, I do pray that God will bring people around them that will have a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or prophecy. God, may they have divine encounters, and I pray that they will have encounters with Jesus in their dreams. I pray that the gifts of the Holy Spirit would break through while they're sleeping. 
Many Islamic people, I don't know if you know this, many Islamic people are coming to faith in Jesus Christ because Jesus is meeting them while they sleep in their dreams. And if that works on the other side of the ocean, it can work on this side of the ocean. It can work in high school kids. It can work, you can pray, oh God. In fact, right now, 30 seconds, pray for somebody. This week, just pray for them right now. Jesus, we're just praying that you will invade people's dreams by the power of the Holy Spirit. You will bring to them their destiny, deliver them from darkness, set them free, God, by the powerful visitation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit when they're not even expecting it. Hallelujah. Let the church say amen. I hope you prayed. If you didn't call on the Lord, you missed out on a blessing. Jeremiah 33, 3, you got to call it, he answers. So just don't watch, when we pray in church, just don't watch me pray. Oh, that's a lovely prayer. I'll give that a 9.5 on the prayer scale. Stop that. Forget me. Get your eyes on, on him. Get into the throne room. Did you hear the worship team calling us today into the throne room? And I'm not on the throne there, and you're not on the throne there. Jesus is on the throne of the throne room. It's about him. Like, Get in there. Good stuff is happening. Call unto me, and I will answer you. Call unto me, and I will answer you. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, finally, 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 dear, finally, finally. We're getting to your number. But it's not number one, and it's not number two, it's not number three, number four. And it's not just friends. <laughs> you got to be careful on this one. Watch this. It's godly friends. Let's slow that. Okay, guess, get this. It's godly friends. Notice it doesn't say gossipy friends. In fact, most gossipy friends are not godly friends. But godly friends can help you. But this is one of the weaker ones. Okay? It's, but it's there. And, and the Bible encourages us to process with other people. The wisdom scriptures in Proverbs says that with uh, two or three people, with a multitude of counselors, it helps you. There's a principle in Deuteronomy that's repeated in 2 Corinthians that says in the mouth of two or three witnesses. So it's good to like talk to people and friends. But let me tell you, it's not, it's not a place where you initiate direction. It, not for initiation, confirmation. Okay, first of all, so if, if someone came up to me in the service today, a godly person that I loved, and said, you know what, Scott, you should move to Jacksonville. I'm going to say, well, thank you very much. I'll pray about that. But I haven't had a thought or it hasn't been in my mind at all to move to Jacksonville. And I'm just going to say to Jesus when I pray, Jesus, I had this crazy idea come to me, but it's not going to initiate. Now, if I have been praying and maybe weeks ago, here's, I got here to Sarasota this way. I got to Sarasota by a vision that I received and then a phone call that I received. So it was a godly a vision and then it was confirmed by a confirmation. It didn't initiate, the phone call didn't initiate the work, it confirmed the work. And you gotta be careful when people are talking to you that you don't get your direction from people, you get your direction from the word and from the spirit, because the spirit can speak to you as easily as you can speak to your friends. So you get, and, but a friend can confirm. And, a, and, and when you have an idea, friends can speak into that idea and be helpful. When we were buying land, we knew that we, 
through prayer and through a, a, a word from God, we knew we were to buy ground. And uh, I remember a specific conversation that I had with a godly friend in Orlando, and that conversation was very key in buying this piece of ground that we have right here. It was a godly friend. And they can confirm and they can speak to it, and that's a good thing to happen. But be careful of this. Can I give you another thing to be careful of when you talk to friends, even godly friends? Don't shop for an opinion. Because you will always find somebody, even a Christian, and they will confirm the wackiest ideas. You, the wackiest idea you have, you'll find a Christian go, oh, that's so beautiful. I just I really feel that in my heart as well. <laughs> and if you ask enough people, you, you give me the wackiest idea. I don't want well, just a wacky idea, and you give it to me, and if I shop hard enough, I will find somebody that will say, that's a beautiful idea. I love the Lord too. So re- like recently I'm with a conversation, and this dude says, you know, I, I, feel I, should, I feel I should leave my wife, and I have a Christian friend that told me it was a great idea. Refer to number one. What was number one? God's word. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loves the church. Christ isn't leaving the church. I'm going to tell you that right now. He's not leaving. There's wacky ideas, so just be careful. This one's okay, but don't use it a lot. Use it for confirmation, not initiation. And don't just keep shopping until you find, like, a wacky person that's as wacky as you are. Just want to give that out there. Now, let me come. The the last one is a much stronger one. I want to talk about the peace of God. This helps me a great deal, so I want to share it with you. And this is not an exhaustive lift. God is creative. He speaks in many ways. But the peace of God has helped me on many key decisions. Trying to figure out, was that God? I've got two decisions in front of me. The Bible says that the peace of Christ can rule our hearts. So maybe, I'll just go a scenario. Maybe you've lost a job and you need to find a new job and you get a job offer A, and you get a job offer B, and you're praying about both of them, which one? And you talk to friends, and some of your friends like A, and some of your friends like B, and you're still trying to weigh which one. Well, I'm going to make sure, first of all, that I'm prayed up. Do you know what, you know what praying up is? you know what being prayed up is? Some of you are not looking, you don't know, so I'll better explain that. Do you know what being filled with the Holy Spirit is? So, so you don't seek for the peace of God after watching an episode of whatever you watch. It's when you've spent time, Jeremiah 33, 3, doing what? Calling on the Lord, Him answering you, you're filled with His presence, you're in a, you're in a very intense place spiritually, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and at that time, you say, okay, which of these opinions, is it A or is it B that gives me greater peace? Now, this doesn't mean that you just follow the easiest path in life. Because the peace that God wants to give you is a peace that passes all understanding. It surpasses your understanding. Which means it can get very, 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 very difficult and you can still have the peace of God in your heart. Because you know, you know that you know, and you know that you know that you know that you have heard from God.
It's the kind of peace that Paul had and Silas had when they were beaten and thrown in prison. They didn't sit in prison and go, Silas, I think we blew it. I think we missed God. I should have stayed with the tents. The tent business was very lucrative. I could have, all this preaching time, I could have made more tents. I think we missed God. No. While they're in prison, they have a peace that passes all understanding, and they say to each other, let's have a worship time. Let's, let's get a worship. Let's do some worship in the prison. Because while they're in prison, they have a peace that passes understanding. They know they've heard from God. When the Christians in Acts chapter 5, the apostles were beaten and commanded not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus. They didn't have second doubts just because they faced some opposition. They came out of it saying, hey, let's, we're going to have praise. We're going to have another prayer meeting because we know we're on track. We have heard from God. We have a peace that passes all understanding. When Silas, not Silas, when Stephen was being martyred, and they were throwing the rocks at him, he wasn't having second doubts. Maybe I shouldn't have given my life to Christ. He had a peace that passed all understanding so that while they are martyring him, he is seeing the Prince of Peace at the right hand of God, and he has a peace that passes understanding. When Paul comes to the end of his life and he's about to be martyred, he's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the, I have kept the faith. I, I have a peace that passes understanding. And that's what we want you to live in. We want you to be people hearing God. And I believe that God is calling us to call on him, church, calling us to call on him so that he can speak to us at a greater level, both personally and together as a church family. And we can see great and mighty things that we haven't seen so far, this far, yet. So we want to call you again, that daily time in God's Word where you spend time. We want to encourage you to listen to that inner voice of the Holy Spirit. So when you come here, your radar is like sweeping the horizon. Who is it? Who is it today? Who is it today I'm supposed to? Who is it today I'm supposed to help, pray for, minister? That we listen to the Holy Spirit. That we invite the gifts of the Holy Spirit visions, dreams, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, word of prophecy, that, that we're, we're living like this book of Acts group was, where we're, hey, I was going this direction, but no, 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 I'm not going over here now because I've heard from God. And even if it gets tough, I know that I've heard from God. I've got some good godly friends who are with me on the journey, and they're, they're putting wind in my sails, and they're saying, keep it up, keep up the good work. Come on, you're going to make it. We have people that have a peace with God. So when people ask you, hey, how are you? What's up? Try this one out. Well, what's up? Just say, it is well with my soul. This week, just try, just try this week, because it's not a common answer, and it'll get, some, it'll get some questions coming back to you. Hey, how are you today? It is well with my soul. What? What's that mean? I got up this day, and I heard from heaven, and I just want you to know everything is going to be all right. What? You heard from heaven? Yes, I have. I hear from heaven regularly. God is speaking all the time, and I'm hearing his voice. I'm hearing his voice. God would like you to hear his voice. 
Not just listen to sermons, but hear his voice. So let's close our eyes. Let's open our hearts wide. Our prayer team is going to come and join me at the altar, and we want to invite every single person to have peace with God through Jesus Christ. We want Christ to be your Savior. We want Christ to be your Lord. Maybe for the first time, or maybe you've been a prodigal, you've been far away from God. This is a prayer that brings us back into God's presence. I'd like everyone, I'd like 100% of us to pray this prayer. Out loud, because God says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Out loud, pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I open my heart and my soul to Jesus Christ. Come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I repent of my sins. I leave them behind. And today I make a brand new start. I'm going to follow Jesus every day of my life. Give me ears to hear what you are saying. Direct my life. Guide my life. Bless my life. To the glory of God we pray. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Let's affirm that prayer. That's a, that's a good prayer, church. It's a good prayer. We're going to stand together. Can you stand with me, please? And I'm going to call you to pray. If it's your desire to hear God's voice like never before, another dimension of hearing God's voice, then I want you just to come and we're going to stand at the altar and we're going to say, God, I want you to speak to me. I want to hear your voice. If you are needing personal prayer, if you've given your heart to Christ, it's important you tell one of our prayer team, and our prayer team will pray with you for anything. But I'm going to invite you to come to the altar and say, God, I want to hear your voice. I want to listen to you like never before. While people are coming for prayer, if you'd like to receive communion, there's a table on the left-hand side and the right-hand side for Holy Communion. You can commune with Christ. You can remember that Jesus died on the cross. He went into the tomb. He didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead. And he'll be the best friend that you ever had. You can receive that in Jesus' name. But let's hear. Let's hear what God is saying. Let's let God speak to us by the power and the gifts of his Holy Spirit that are here. Let's have a new open. I believe that God is calling us to call on him. He's calling us to call on him so that we can hear his voice and he wants to show us great and mighty things. The worship team is going to lead us. The atmosphere will be one of praise and worship. If you've been a guest here today, thank you so much for coming on this Memorial Day weekend. We'd like you to see you again. We know that God has so much more for you and we'd like to see you discover it all and grow in it. If you're a guest and you've never stopped by our VIP room, please do that. When you're done in this room, just slip into the room to the side. This is VIP. We've got some gifts. We'd like to meet you, greet you, bless you. I'm going to pray. I'm just going to ask for God to work in, the, in this room in the next few moments. There's a miracle in this house, and it's got your name on it. There's a wholeness. There's a word in this house. Not all the words I've said, but a word God will say to you. He is speaking. Let us have ears to hear what he would say. Spend some time saying, God, speak to me like never before. I receive it. You need healing? Come and be anointed with oil. You need deliverance and freedom? God wants to set you free. He doesn't, he want, you brought bondages into this room. He wants you to leave them at the altar that you would walk out in freedom. He wants to do his kingdom work, his work, the work of heaven in this room. So we pray the blessing of the Lord to be with us. We invite the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Lord, give us faith. Give us faith to go to the next level. Give us faith that receives God's Word and grows in God's Word and helps us to listen more so that we can receive more of God's Word and grow in our faith. Give us that, that ever-increasing faith, God. I pray that you will watch over homes and families. I pray that there will be a hunger in our hearts as you call us, as you call us to listen to you like never before. God, fill us with a holy passion to hear your voice. Be with our prayer team. Be with the communion, God. May your Holy Spirit just work in this room in these next few moments as we seek your face, as we pray in Jesus' name. Let the power of the Holy Spirit be released. Let the power of the Holy Spirit be released. Let the power of the Holy Holy Spirit be released. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody says, amen. Worship team, we're going to worship the Lord.